Hey guys, and welcome to Criminality, the podcast where we know that loving true crime, <laughs> nope, loving reality isn't a crime. Rebecca, how are you? I'm great. It's a both and, so that totally worked. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm great. The better and bigger question is, how are you and your household? Um, well, let me tell you, our family was rocked this week by the news of Jen Shaw <laughs> <laughs> pleading guilty, changing her plea from not guilty to guilty. Rebecca, where were you when this world stopped spinning? Well, thankfully, you were my my savior, making sure I was driving. So I was not on my phone. I was not seeing all the notifications and the blowing up on social media. So I was en route uh, to the country, as it was. And I, I mean, it's like I knew this was coming, and yet it was still so jarring and shocking right. and, frankly, appalling. Like, the rage that I, like, had been maybe delaying or pausing or burying just surface. I just felt so angry at her yeah. selfishness, honestly, like to, ex to just wait till the last minute to put her family through what she put mm -hmm. her family through. And then, sorry, you asked what I think, or you didn't no, even, no, you just I asked where it. I was. I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> I have like just such feelings Continue. about this. Well, just like the, I'm not going to get a fair trial because of social media, reason that we've seen come out mm -hmm. I'm like well you just pled guilty so that would be perjury if you don't actually think you're guilty and you just admitted with your own words and mouth to the judge that what you did knowingly was commit fraud conspire right. to commit fraud like now you want so when are you lying like which is it mm -hmm. and I am just I'm like I'm I'm undone yeah, you can't have it both ways, that's for sure. And you cannot have with it this, both ways. Yeah, I agree with you about being upset for her family, especially thinking to her mom, who was like, my mom's <gasps> oh, always worked, my she's gosh. done this, she's refinancing her house because she believes in my innocence. At what point during that would you not say, mom, even if you didn't want to tell her the truth, I will not allow you to do this. I'm not, you know... I don't know. But we should have really probably seen it coming a few days ago when we saw her going to New York and in New York ahead of the trial. Yeah. 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 And look, my summer plans have clearly changed because there won't be a trial now. So I guess I'm going to have right. to like watch TV like I was before Ugh, instead of her trial. So I know that's a bit of a letdown it personally, mm -hmm. but I'll recover. Um, but honestly, I'm really glad because I think it's important to hear her say the words I'm guilty yeah. and have and have to sit in that that consequence totally <laughs> to sound like her mom. So it's going to be interesting, though, because they are filming and mm. a few of the cast members were out in New York with her. So I'm sure we'll be getting like their real time responses when we watch Ooh. the season. Um, I think it's Whitney and Meredith that were out with her. And I could be wrong about that. Maybe it was Heather, but I know it was Meredith. I know Meredith the night before. Right. Didn't she post something like in the U.S. you're innocent until proven mm -hmm. guilty, blah, blah, blah. Which Did is true. Know? Right, but did she know this was coming? Because that seems like right. a very stupid thing to, to say Poorly the timed. day before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's so many things you can go back and watch between everybody on that cast, like mm -hmm. just that have not aged well. Starting with at the season one reunion, I think we posted this on our social media when Heather's like, I don't know what she does, but I like it because yeah. she got all the perks. Like so much of it just now even worse than when it first landed. Yeah. I agree. And frankly, I'm concerned for Coach Shaw, and I'm curious, like, truly was he in the dark? Was he not? I'm 
I just, I'm very curious what will happen between yeah. them. He seems so decent. I know, I know. I, yeah, who knows. Um, yeah, so that was huge news this week. Huge. And other news, I sound like crap because uh, me and my entire family have COVID, which was what you were trying to say. We are on the <laughs> mend. But if you hear any random coughs, I'm trying to cough off mic. I will edit my side, but I don't know how this is going to go. So I will do my very, very best. But Rebecca, today... Mm-hmm. We are in for a story. So before I really start and get into the episode, I want to go ahead and say this story has some dark themes. I told Rebecca before I was done this week, like probably the darkest story we have told. I will skim over. I'm trying to think of what could possibly be darker. What's a dark story we've done? There's been a few. Yeah. I I honestly think it's got to be up there. Um, We have tried to steer clear of just utter downers. Um, was by accident. I forgot (laughs) some of the details. You didn't know what you walked into. Okay, well, fair enough. Yeah, so just a little overview. There's talk of drug abuse, physical assault, sexual Mm -hmm. assault against minors. Obviously, that's as much as I would be saying about that, but I just want to put that out there in the beginning of the story. So, Rebecca, beauty pageants have been around in some form or fashion for hundreds of years. And some beauty pageants are pretty mundane. I've shared the story with you, Rebecca, of my grandmother entering a pageant back in like the 40s where literally the prize was a brand new bathing suit. So she wanted a brand new bathing suit and she was a little hottie. So she She really was beautiful. Yeah. I can say that because, you know, my grandmother. Um, Yeah. Total queen. I don't know why I said I can say that because it's my grandmother because I was trying to be self-deprecating and then it sounded like I was bragging on myself. I wasn't. Um, (laughs) So while that one could win you a bathing suit, other versions of beauty pageants could lead to basically an Azuzu trooper and the hand of a comedian with a rap sheet, like the story I shared a few weeks ago on who wants to marry a multimillionaire. But have you ever wondered kind of where these pageants started? Um, No. (laughs) I think they just always were. (laughs) Me either, but somehow I got to a Wikipedia page about it and started reading more. (laughs) So at least here in the U.S., the first truly modern beauty pageant involved parading women before judges, and that could be pointed back to Phineas T. Barnum of Barnum & Bailey Circus back in the 1850s. Yeah. So at the time, he owned a dime museum. Do you know what a dime museum is? Maybe, I wonder if it costs 10 cents to get in. Honestly, I don't know. I thought this was a New York thing. Uh, no. I assume no, everything I, I don't know is just a New York thing. really funny. No, I kind of thought maybe it was like a rare coin collection Ooh. museum, but why? I, I don't can know. already tell that I'm like going so far off the deep end <laughs> this early on. So This is great. So at this dime museum, it, it caters to people's commercial entertainment is how I read it. So if you're like, what on earth does that mean? Which obviously we both are. It's a place where things like flowers, dogs, and even children are displayed for people to judge them. Which the children thing is crazy, but I started listening to a podcast called um, The First Child of Autism, I think is what it's called. And it's about the first guy, man now, that was diagnosed with autism years and years ago. But the history of um, the story, they talk about these old pageants basically where kids babies would be out there and basically tell their parents should you have more kids or not based on several factors none of them that would matter if parents should or should not have kids so yeah it's called the first child of autism if you just want to hear a wild story about that 
that's I think their first episode. Crazy. Wow, that is yeah. Yeah, and basically be like, like hey, um, genetically, you shouldn't have any more kids, so you need to stop having kids. Wow. Um, yeah. So in 1855, he, I can't believe I got into the 1855s for a story on Mama June, but this is where <laughs> we are. So he, he holds this incredibly popular baby show, and based on the success of this baby pageant, really, he decides to hold a, quote-unquote, handsomest ladies in America contest. But here's the thing. It's a total flop because would you believe that women in the in this time period were like, I'd rather not parade myself around for people to judge me? Um, I love hearing this. Me too. It's a total flop. Falls apart. But the prizes were something. If you were married and you won, you'd get a diamond tiara. What girl doesn't want a diamond tiara named Tinsley? <laughs> but if you weren't married, you got a dowry, which was basically, I guess, like the palm pilot of the day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whole thing, huge flop. Women don't want to parade themselves uh, selves around during this era. So Barnum regroups and he decides to accept entries in the form of photographs. So instead of walking the stage, you send in a pretty photograph. The top 10 women um, that he picks um, gets specially commissioned oil paintings of themselves. So it's kind of a cool prize for back in like the a, day. Like a glamour shot yes. of the day. Did you get glamour shots when you were younger? I didn't. I don't know. I I had friends who didn't. Boy, was I jealous. I did. And I will have to get my mom to send Find one. Find those immediately. Harsh bangs with a curl. Oh, Voluptuous love to curls. see it. <laughs> Yeah. It is very pageant-like, actually. The pictures are very um, upsetting that I was 13 years old. I didn't look, like, hot. That was the whole, like, vibe of those was, like, let's make young girls look as old and severe as possible, but they'll think it's sexy. They did it. They did it to me. <laughs> For a long time, like, when my mom would show those to people, I was, like, so proud of them. And then at oh, some point I was like, this is... This is a low. This is a real low for her and for me. <laughs> so anyhow. You must see them. <laughs> I'll see if she'll send me one. So anyhow, they, they send up, um, he ends up using all these photographs to create this thing called the World's Book of Female Beauty. It's a huge hit and it paves the way for these photos that are used in pageants now. So if you know in pageants, like they have the whole photo contest as part of it. Mm -hmm. That's where it came from. Why I started there, I'm not sure. I think the fever was setting in at this point, but that's where we are. Edge of my seat, so good start. Great start. Okay. And now I know what you're saying, Rebecca. Melissa, enough with the history. Give us the trash. To which I say, <laughs> same girl. Let's get into the reason we're all here. So on January 27th, 2009, on the Learning Channel, I was five days postpartum with my first child in Perfect. a show debut called... <laughs> Toddlers and tiaras. Mm -hmm. Rebecca, what is your relationship with toddlers and tiaras? This is another one that I've certainly seen, but didn't watch consecutively in order full seasons. But my daughter is big into toddlers and tiaras and all her friends are like during high school. That was like something they watched together. <laughs> that's so funny. It feels like that's the version of that I watched was like um, a baby story and a wedding. Yes. Story. Do you remember those on TLC? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We've discussed. Yeah. A certain time in life that you just watch those weird slow motion shows. Very much. Nothing really happens, and, and that's what you're watching. So the Learning Channel, TLC, um, the show is 
pretty much what it sounds like. It's a bunch mm-hmm. of little kids in the pageant circuit, um, camera crews following them around, drama and hilarity ensue. And of course, controversy. During the seven seasons it ran, canceled in 2013, we meet several families that would give you pause to say the least, one of which was Alana Honey Boo Boo Thompson. Rebecca, Honey Boo Boo, do you know, do you boo boo who Honey Boo Boo is? I do boo boo. Okay. <laughs> um, I boo do do boo. Um, yeah, very visceral, clear image of, of her and her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know a lot about them. What I've heard's not great. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. I can't help you make that image any better. In fact, I will make it a lot worse. Um, I not a the girl. The, she's innocent in this whole thing. So Alana's from McIntyre, Georgia. And when we meet her, her family includes her mom, June, who goes by Mama June Shannon, her dad, Mike Sugar Bear Thompson. And she has three older sisters, Pumpkin, legal name Lauren, Chubbs. Can you imagine your family calling you Chubbs? legal name Jessica, and Chickadee, legal name Anna. Wow. Yeah. I just would be really ticked if I ended up with the name Chubbs. Like, and people were just like, no, we're going to keep calling you that into adulthood. We're going to yeah, need to make some changes. Pumpkin and Chickadee are pretty endearing. Weird. Mm-hmm. Like, offbeat. It's, a, but it's okay. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be pissed. Chubbs, no. <laughs> So the family really is a hot mess on this show, um, but Alana is really a star. She doesn't look like the other girls in the pageant circuit. She doesn't act like them either. So in this world of flippers and fake tans, to have this rambunctious little girl who doesn't come from a ton of money was really a welcome change. And according to Alana, a dollar make me holler, honey boo boo. And you know that one, right? You would see that everywhere. I did not expect to quote it in that way but I went with it so we're gonna continue (laughs) so when we meet the family they're like in a back room in their house throwing toilet paper rolls at each other and that's when we find out that June the mom she is known as the coupon queen Um, at the time she says at this point they had spent eight to nine thousand dollars on pageants for Alana and she's able to basically finance this through couponing so she says she's an addict she says that couponing gives her a rush and she says quote the first transaction i was hooked end quote so on toddlers and tiaras we see them travel to um this pageant we see alana guzzling down go-go juice do you know what go-go juice is no is it like orange soda or something mountain dew mountain dew it's mountain dew she drink her go-go juice which gets them excited and then you put them on stage and you hope for the best i guess (laughs) apparently like on the pageant circuit they talk about this a lot like girls will eat um pixie sticks pixie sticks like and and mama june said we tried to give alana pixie sticks but we went through two bags and she still wasn't excited enough so i'm gonna have a hard time with this episode i'm just letting you know rebecca when i tell you i've not even kind of scratched the surface you just (sighs) You have no idea. So throughout the episode in the interviews with Alana, a.k.a. Honey Boo Boo, the producers and crew are cracking up with everything she's saying. Like, you can tell they love her and she loves the camera. And so she's a total ham and uh, she does well in her pageant. So she she goes on, does her pageant. 
She's definitely not the most polished one, but she takes third runner up and still really looks the most like a kid, in my opinion, in this group. Mm-hmm. So Lana goes, they have different, different, what is it called? Categories. So they have different categories. I was going to say that and I was trying not to interrupt. I'm so Please sorry. Interrupt. I had the word and For I was like, love. I don't think it's, I'm sorry, categories. Can That's you- what I was thinking. Everything. I'm I'm actually just going to open my mouth. And if you just want to talk the rest (laughs) of the story, you can. I'm good. No. So different categories. And she has outfit of choice. And she goes as Daisy Duke for her outfit of choice, which is definitely a provocative name for something. Um, But there are other far more controversial costumes. For instance, what about the girl that played Julia Roberts. Rebecca, I'm sending you a photo right now. Would you like to see the girl that played Julia Roberts? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I hate this so much. That would be Julia Roberts dressed up as a sex worker in uh, Pretty Woman. Her iconic character on a four-year-old. And and I was going to say, the kid could not be kindergarten yet. No. mm -mm. Four years old. This is the crime part, right? Just that a parent did that? (laughs) Absolutely. And there, here's a little oh. side crime story, kind of. So the costumes on the show are basically as controversial as the fake tans and the flippers they put in their mouth. In fact, there was even a custody battle due in part to these televised pageants. So on August 18th, 2016, a judge places a moratorium on pageantry for a girl named Maddie Verst, who appeared on Toddlers and Tiars with her mother. Her father, named Bill Verst, was asking for full custody based on the issue of sexualization in young beauty pageants <gasps> that his ex-wife and his daughter participated in. Oh, no. Psychologists appointed by the judge in the case said, quote, children adorned with pageantry identities are not playing or pretending. Instead, they are trained to closely resemble the, their adult counterparts. Their makeup transforms five or six-year-olds. The costume that sets off his dad was this little girl wearing a busty bra and stuffed underoos in order to look like Dolly Parton. I just sent Rebecca that photo as well. Oh, oh God. I'm sorry. I know it's like supposed to be like fun or funny. I'm like so disturbed. It's not. It's horrible. I, I and I'm not like saying all pageants are no. bad. I'm not. I'm, it's this super young kid dressing up like someone they have no idea who they None. are. And, like, enhancing parts of them that have not developed. Like, Mm -mm. I can't. Like She looks like a teeny, tiny 44-year-old. Yeah. Um, It's absolutely disturbing. And so this dad takes this and goes to the court to show the judge and says, this is a problem. And also this same poor girl wears a sexy police officer costume, which is also (gasps) mentioned in the lawsuit. And it's literally, they call it a sexy police officer costume. Like, it's like... Um, mean girls when everybody dresses up but they're yeah. much older um, but this is like a four and five year old so judge oh issues gosh. yeah a gag order I'm unable to find the resolution to the trial we're not going to post any of these pictures because I think it's absolutely no. horrific but um, yeah they're awful so now that I've begun to piss you off Rebecca let's keep going back to June and honey boo boo before Mama June was known as Mama June she was born June Edith Shannon in August of 1979 June has her first baby, Anna, a few days after she turns 15 years old. So June's young when she has Anna, and Anna is primarily raised by June's mother. June does not have a great relationship with her mother. So June has two more daughters in very rapid succession, Jessica and Lauren. 
Lauren really still goes by a pumpkin and you'll see her on things. And um, of anyone in this family, that is who I really like and root for. Lauren was told that she and Jessica, her older sister, shared the same father, a man by the name of Mark McDaniel. But June later says he's the father of Jessica, a.k.a. Chubbs, and not Lauren. He'll come up again, oh. unfortunately, and only briefly because he's a POS. Okay. Then in 2005, after meeting on an AOL chat room, Mike, Sugar Bear Thompson, and June Shannon get together, and they have Alana. So one other note about June's childhood that I really didn't have anywhere else to put it, but it also comes up later. She suffered from cataracts from birth, which I didn't even know you could have, oh. but she never had surgery to correct it. Um, oh, no. Yeah. So let's fast forward to what happens after toddlers and tiaras. But first, let's take a quick break to hear a word from this week's sponsors. Factor is back as a sponsor of Criminality, and I couldn't be happier. Here is one of my favorite things about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. They're perfect year-round in all seasons. I loved having Factor meals in the winter when it was so cold and so miserable to go out, and I was happier to stay inside and heat up my Factor meal and get a warm meal. But now that it's spring and warming up outside, I'm revving up my fitness routine. So I don't want to do takeout as much. I certainly don't want to cook or grocery shop. And I'm more conscious about what I'm eating. Another perfect season and reason to get Factor meals delivered. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to eat in two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of over 35 options, including popular options like the one I get, which is calorie smart, but you can also do keto, protein plus, or vegan and veggie. Also, it's not just meals. They have more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunches, snacks, beverages, all kinds of things to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. Head to factormeals.com criminality50 and use code criminality50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code criminality50 at factormeals.com slash criminality50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Spring is bursting with fresh energy. The air, our aspirations, and even our homes get a refreshing makeover. And what better time to revamp your home security with Simply Safe? It's our top choice and for good reason. Praised as the best home security system for 2024 by US News and World Report and recognized by Newsweek for its exceptional customer service, Simply Safe has you covered. From break-ins to fires and floods, its comprehensive sensors keep your entire home safeguarded. I also love that with the cameras I have in my house, I can be gone, not be able to get a hold of a kid, and simply go onto one of the cameras and look around the room and see my kid is there and safe, but just ignoring me, as you know, kids will do sometimes. And with a range of indoor and outdoor cameras, you can keep a vigilant eye on your property around the clock. For less than a dollar a day, you can enjoy 24-7 professional monitoring, ensuring prompt emergency responses for whenever you need it. Plus, Simply Safe's monitoring agents can intervene in real time, deterring intruders with the power of voice through wireless indoor cameras. 
But the best part is there's no long-term commitment and you have a generous 60-day money-back guarantee. So why not give Simply Safe a try? If it doesn't exceed your expectations, simply return it for a full refund. Simply Safe has given us and our listeners real peace of mind. We want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminality. That's simplysafe.com/criminality. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So before the break, we discussed a little about the Shannon family history, and now we're going to get into after what happened after Ilana's appearance on toddlers and tiaras. And if you thought there wasn't enough crime for you in the beginning, we've got a lot to get into here. Don't worry. The back end. We'll make up for it. So viewers are pretty mesmerized by the Shannon family and how different they are compared to all these other pageant families. You have this coupon queen on one side, and then you have families dropping literally thousands and thousands of dollars to make their kids, I think a lot of times, a mini version of themselves. Mm. A lot of people will say, this is our crown. You know, I did this when I was a kid and stuff. It's a lot of projecting and it's it's rough to watch. Again, like Rebecca said before, all pageants are bad. I'm sure there are things. I mean, people talk about confidence that being in them gives. Sure. Like a Raquel from uh, Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, graceful swan. It, it helped her a lot with speaking. And I, I can yeah. see that there could be benefits of it for sure. But what some of these families are doing is, I think, downright criminal. So it really seems like this Shannon family was having fun. They're this redneck all-american family which again i can say because i am from a long line of rednecks so the shannon family is given their own tlc spinoff called here comes honey boo boo the show focuses really on the everyday life of the shannon family in georgia from couponing to eating skeddy which is a three ingredient meal rebecca do you know what skeddy made out of what three well, ingredients i don't it's what i called spaghetti when i was little okay so spaghetti noodles i'll give you that one. Oh, two okay. more ingredients I w- oh no it's not gonna make okay. it better um, ketchup. Yeah. How did you know ketchup? That was the one I thought I'd get you on. Well, because I figured if they didn't have tomato sauce, they would put something else oh. red and easy and tomato-y. And so butter. tomato. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to. No, I was not going to guess butter. <laughs> I was going to. Oh, wow. <clears throat> I didn't mean to go in on you on that last one, but um, I'm just surprised. Who knew that you were a skeddy lover at heart? Uh, since I was <laughs> two, apparently, when I used to ask for it. Skeddy. Yeah. Please. <laughs> So that Gross. was like a big thing. Like they would show it. It was rough to watch. It was it was rough to watch. Ugh. Just the ideas. I don't know. Makes me feel sick. So here comes Honey Boo Boo is really like a huge spinoff of Toddlers and Tiaras. They had a couple other shows that kind of came off. It starts on August twelfth, two thousand twelve, and was a huge ratings hit for TLC. In fact, its first season was one of the biggest season biggest shows on TLC. One of the episodes beat like it was during the Republican and Dem- Democratic um, conventions and beat oh my. one of them. I don't remember which one. Yeah, so lot, <laughs> lots of views for this. And so as the seasons kept going, viewers learn more about the family dynamics with Mama and Sugar Bear, Mama June and Sugar Bear. And people seem to like the everything goes with the family just kind of uh the family was seen as being very accepting of other people everyone's goofy on it they seem to be themselves and they don't really care how they're portrayed it's almost like they're in on the joke that they the people like have fun laughing about the crazy antics they get themselves into right that was my question 
Yeah. Because it always felt from the outside like a spectacle and that people were laughing at them. And I wondered, were they in on the joke? So I'm, I'm kind of glad to hear you say that you felt there was like an awareness on their part, but I'll keep listening. And Yeah, I think there was. Maybe not totally, but I mean, for some of it, because if not, you really would not several seasons into it still pass gas in front of the camera if you were not okay with people laughing about it. You know what I mean? Like there's just certain things you would would kind of keep to yourself. So the family begins to make a lot of money. They're a household name. You see them in random, you know, Nickelodeon award shows, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these kind of things. We see this happen with so many people. They're able to move into a nicer home, kind of upgrade their lives. But then things come to a screeching halt. So TLC's already filmed several episodes for season five of Honey Boo Boo. So there's already four that are already out. They're filming them for season five. And that's when TMZ drops a bombshell that June Shannon and Sugar Bear have not only separated, but June is seen with this guy, Mark McDaniels. Hmm. And if you're like, Melissa, Mark McDaniels, isn't that the father of one of June's kids? What's wrong with that? Well... While Mark McDaniels did not appear on Honey Boo Boo, he did appear on To Catch a Predator back in 2005. Oh, shoot. Yeah, and not just like I'm saying To Catch a Predator. He was actually on the show. I couldn't find oh. a clip. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> and so the things you end up going on To Catch a Predator for are the thing, same things he had been convicted of years before. Things oh that June had knowledge of. Oh, no. And she had knowledge of them because he was convicted of one charge against her own child back in 2004 for an incident that took place in 2002. Oh, so one of the girls that wasn't his daughter? Wasn't his daughter, but another one. So when TLC gets word that June is hanging around this convicted sex offender with her minor children, production shuts down, TLC quickly cancels the show, which... Good. Yes, But you know there's got to be like a money factor kind of thing for them. So I'm very happy that they did this because, you know, there was probably somebody at the network saying, can we spin this or whatever. But they pulled the plug, which good. Good. Yeah, absolutely. And so if you think that June had any remorse for either hanging out with this guy, which she claimed she wasn't dating him or subjecting her kids to be around him, you'd be wrong. In fact, she spoke to Dr. Phil and I want to play you a clip for that. Uh, Plus... One that you are in a scandal with right now. Well, I mean, we're not in a scandal because I'm not with him. So your selection of men could improve. Well, I mean, is it just I... slim pickings down this part, uh-huh. this part of Georgia? I mean, what, what, what is no, it? No, I mean, like I said, I mean, David and Michael, and even when I met Mark back in 2000, he had not had an arrest record up until the incident. In 2004, when he got locked up for... Well, you don't think he just started after he met you, do you? What do you mean? Well, an average child molester will have anywhere between 40 and 75 victims in their life. I wasn't with him before that. I can't tell you that. Well, but what does common sense tell you is what I'm asking you. I mean, common sense tells me that you could a molester can do it again, but then I've heard child molestations can be what they call rehabilitated. She said, I would look at him in disgust. I would look at him in disgust, either spit in his face, put his feet and say, you leave or I'm gonna call the cops. Cause you're not supposed to be here. Cause you know what you did. Why be here? Knowing where you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to be. 
That's what she says she would say to him, but yet you bring him around and laugh and giggle with him. She feels betrayed. I know that. That's what she told me. Do you make that up to her? How do you, how do you fix that? The only way that I can fix that is, you know, constantly apologize to her and just to be there for her through the situation and, you know, try to move on from the situation. I mean, I know it's hard to move on because it's like she feels like she's reliving it again, but it's like, too, in some, some instances, you know, she's lied about certain things, too. Oh, Lord. Okay. So your face tells me that you saw the end where she said she's lied about certain things. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm, like, a little bit, I'm, like, my stomach is hurting. Yeah. So sorry I brought this story to everyone. No, was, no, don't I be sorry. I did not realize this stuff was it. I knew some of it, but I didn't know to this degree. Well, I'm no Dr. Phil fan, I just have to say, sure. but I appreciate that he was, like, speaking some frank truth into yeah. her orb because she seems very oblivious and, and unable to, like, connect some dots that seem pretty intuitive to me. Right. Like, very... <sighs> uh, it does not make any sense. There's just... Everything about the way she handled that was wrong and yeah. how she's yeah. reacting. And you know she's had PR people say, hey, here's what you don't want to say. This is how we're going to, yeah. Yeah, and she just absolutely, there's something in her that just does not does not listen to anything that yeah. is good for her. I will say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, Oof. if you want to be angrier, though, now's your chance. <laughs> in 2003, June's mom becomes... The child involved uh, legal guardian and June okay. is required to pay her mom just $100 a month um, in child support, right? By 2009, six years later, she hasn't paid maybe anything at all because she owed $4,100. So we're thinking oh. minimum, what, that would be 41 weeks, three and a half years. And the legal documents said that she was behind, quote, due to willful and continuous refusal to comply. So basically, she just didn't want to do it. Right. Because we assume she has some money. Yeah. But even before then, like, obviously, they base it on your income and stuff. And she's only being asked to pay $100 for your child, which you would think if they live in your home, they're going to cost you at least $100 a month. Uh -huh. So you're kind of getting off easy on that one. So the charges against June are dropped three months later, probably due to her paying them, you know, mm -hmm. paying it back. So TLC's canceled the show. The older child and June no longer have a relationship that this took place with. In 2014, Anna, who is now an adult, claims her mom has cleared out her savings account of the $30,000 in her trust. Oh, no. So, Rebecca, while the kids are filming... Honey Boo Boo, the money they earn goes in a trust. There's two names on it. One of them is June. She's the primary name. Anna is the secondary name. Since June's name was on there, she was able to remove the money. I guess maybe after she was 18, she took the money out. She asked June to give it back to her. June claims that she sent Anna a cashier's check. I have no idea if, if that actually happened, but she said. So it wasn't like, I never took that money. It was, I'll send you a cashier's check. What? You took thirty thousand right. dollars from this child who you've absolutely done nothing right by in her entire Destroyed. life. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And called a liar to Dr. Phil. I mean, who cares that it was to Dr. Phil, but Well to the world. To the world. By way of Dr. Phil. Yeah. 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 Dr. Phil not being the 
Yeah, no, I understand. The, 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 the Sorry. Audience. Yeah, yeah, the platform. I was flabbergasted. It was Dr. Phil. Um, <laughs> Rebecca, are you angry enough? I mean, I feel I feel comfortable. Let's with continue. Where I am. Okay. <laughs> In August 2014, we TV's like, hey, we need a new show, and why not give a not hero a hero arc? And so that's when Mama June from Not to Hot debuts. So June Shannon, uh, yes. you know this one? Yes. She's t- always talked about her weight, being overweight, and says at one point she weighed 460 pounds. By the end of season one on this show, she's down to 160 pounds. I don't wow. think she fully lost 300 pounds, but yeah. at, at, her, at her highest rate, she was um, 460. So according to the talking heads on the this show, June is saying, you know, I lost Sugar Bear, and now he has a fiancé, and I want to feel good about myself. It was very much like that mentality that she was losing weight, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was because WeTV was giving her money to do it. Sure. That's why. But after changing her diet, working with a trainer multiple times a week, having gastric sleeve surgery, tummy tuck, and dental work, she debuts this new size four body. So this new show that is on WeTV – Features family members like Alana, as well as her daughter, Pumpkin, Lauren. Um, and Pumpkin gets married on the show, and she and her husband, Josh, have a baby girl together. This mm. show follows their family as the family grows. The oldest daughter, Anna, isn't on any of these episodes, and Jessica comes on later in seasons. So, Rebecca, the promos for this new show were truly some of the most unhealthy conversations I've ever heard around diet and exercise. One of them said simply, can Mama June be a size four? As if that is just the end all be all skinny equals happy, which irritates the crap out of me and isn't healthy. Uh, yes. So she shows off all of her hard work and I will give her that as much as I do not like her. She had to, you know, eat well. She had to exercise. Granted, okay. she was given those things by production and everything else to make this happen. But she did have to work, so that's as many compliments as you'll get out of me. <laughs> and she debuts this look at her ex-husband, ex husband, ex, they weren't even legally married, ex whatever, Mike Thompson's wedding to this new lady. I didn't bother to even write her name because I thought she was kind of awful too. But Rebecca, I want you and our listeners to feel this whole WeTV edit. Here's a very not dramatized, I've done no doctoring to this clip whatsoever from the wedding. And this is when <laughs> June walks into a wedding. <laughs> It reminds me of on SNL whenever they have the background people who are like overacting. Yes. That's what yes. it reminds me of. It's it so, also reminds oh me when gosh. there's closed captioning on a show you're watching and it's like indistinct happy murmurs or like whatever yeah. it says like of like describing the background. Like mm-hmm. that's what it is. You're like, oh my is gosh. that <laughs> Like mic them up. Yeah, it's just so overly produced. But anyway, that's yeah. kind of the WeTV show is very much like that. Okay. So in season two, June introduces her boyfriend named Gino. Gino appears to really dote on June, seems to love her daughters. I'll go ahead and say for people listening, nothing inappropriate is said to have happened between him and the kids, so let's go ahead and just get that out of the way. But Good. Yeah. As the seasons progressed, June seems to be having these terrible health issues, but they're all very unexplained. She's not able to open her hands all the way. You'll see her struggling to open her hands. She has a hard time walking. Her eyesight gets a lot worse. She was, like, sitting with production. She couldn't keep her head up. Um, 
also having more problems with her eyes. Like I said, she eventually goes totally blind in her right eye and has terrible vision in her left, which leads her to be almost completely dependent on this boyfriend, Genome. Sure. So in the third season, it's pretty obvious something's wrong, but production's not saying what it is. The family's not saying what it is. But they know what's really going on. Okay. The beginning of the season starts with Alana being on Dancing with the Stars Kid Edition, which I didn't even know existed. Wow. she was on there. Yeah. But by the end of the season, the family stages an intervention for June. So Elena tells her mom in this intervention, I'm moving in with my sister, Lauren Pumpkin, um, because I don't feel safe at your house. Oh, and, my gosh. And they're begging her to go to rehab. They they know that she has um, a drug issue. So during this, it's revealed that she had sold her home that they had all lived in for a loss of $100,000. She'd later say she was spending over $900,000 a year on crack and other drugs and at one point had a $2,500 a day meth habit. Oh, my God. Gosh. Yeah. Just all that of is their money. Severe. Oh my gosh. And it's so sad because they really came from not really having very much to being comfortable. They weren't, you know, they weren't the Kardashians or anything to this taking it all away again. That is an expensive drug habit. Sorry, meth people yeah. usually turn to because it's cheaper. Like that's a lot of meth. Well, I think it started with crack and then moved to meth whenever they're literally selling off everything. And so it's revealed in this conversation, though, this isn't the first time June struggled with addiction, but it's the first time while her kids were older is what what they kind of said. Okay. So they hold this intervention. June goes to rehab in North Carolina for 12 hours, checks herself out. Two days later, we all find out what's going on. So we mm-hmm. have no idea there's any sort of addiction. But the way the public found out was on March 13th, 2019, both Gino Doak and June Shannon are re- arrested for possession of a controlled substance and drug paraphernalia charges in Alabama. Gino, Gino is also charged with third-degree domestic violence. Jeez. Um, According to records, he threatened to kill June, and she later asked for those charges to be dropped, and they were. Wow. Yeah. But the trouble doesn't end there. So June and Gino are spiraling. June's pawning, you know, rings on Facebook, selling shoes online. She even sells the title to her daughter Jessica's car, and so it's taken from her because she doesn't even have the title to it anymore, and that's like... That's when we see her come back into the family when she comes in and says, mom sold the title to my car. I no longer have a car and moves in with her sister pumpkin. So we're talking like a 22-year-old now has her 15-year-old sister. Oh, I think she was 13 at the time. 13-year-old sister living with her. Her other sister, she's married. She has a baby. And her mom is in the throes of addiction. And she's responsible for all of this. How are they faring so well and seem to be so level-headed and, like, making better decisions in their I, I don't know. It's I, just... It, it's a miracle, I would yeah. say. And, yeah. And I do think, like, um, one thing I don't have in my notes or anything but kind of happens in the show is June has a sister. I wish I knew her real name because her nickname is Dodo. And I, I just have a hard time taking people grief. seriously at some this point. This is getting ridiculous. So she has a sister. So June's sister kind of says their mom was a lot like June. And so she actually raised June for part of her life. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like um, a generational Cycle. thing, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 And so, but but it's like uh, the daughter Lauren seems to have this aunt she can lean on and like that kind of family support to okay. see like this isn't normal, this isn't okay. 
So eventually the, the family sit back down with June and the Wii TV cameras stage another intervention. And at some point the show goes from being Mama June from not to hot to Mama June road to redemption, which oh, yes, hasn't found that road yet. Um, still traveling (laughs) this time she goes to rehab with Gino in Florida and to this day she can she professes to be clean and sober which is wonderful news and this is about two two and a half years ago but of course the damage doesn't really go away that easy while June eventually got 100 hours of community service Gino gets jail time and the two eventually break up but my real issue is watching the show which you know I watched all of these episodes it's I don't even know why. Like, I, I don't I don't like her, but I like right. at this point, I'm pulling for her kids. Sure. And it's very heavily produced. I know that. But there are very big real life issues that are sprinkled in there. But the problem is really she wants the family like, why can't we just go back? I'm clean now. So we should, you know, everything should just be fine. And now right. this daughter who grew up on TV, who, you know, was her mom's best friend, is now a teenager and is like, mm, I don't. I don't want to do with this. And she doesn't mm-hmm. want to stay with this man who she felt had caused part of this, the Gino yeah, guy. Yeah, of course. So I'm almost done. So in the last season, this latest season, Alana's living with Lauren. Um, she ends up going to L.A., though, to compete on The Masked Singer with June. So June is sober. The Masked Singer wants both of them. Why we're mm-hmm. still allowing the mass singer to terrorize this country, I will never know. I don't understand. We have enough other problems. <laughs> Why do we keep doing this? So they compete together as the beach ball, which I guess. And, um, <laughs> and there's my notes about how much I hate the mass singer. Just So anyway, she's treating this trip because Alana was like, I want to do it by myself. I don't want to do it with her. But obviously, it's a good opportunity for her. So she ends up saying, fine, I'll do it with my mom. So June treats this trip like this is such a great time for us to reconnect and, you know, we'll hang out. And like, okay, that's great. You're taking this opportunity. Wonderful. Well, before this trip, June no longer has custody of uh, of Alana. It's temporary custody that Lauren has. Okay. Mike, her dad, has even signed over temporary custody saying that it would be a good, a better place for her to live with her sister. So I think I kind of talked about that, but I didn't say specifically that she has temporary custody. So at this point, June's like, I just want her back, blah, blah, blah. They go on this trip to um, L.A., do the Masked Singer, get kicked off the first week. Um, And then they are going home. And June says to Alana, who's a teenager, I think 16, 17, "Um, I'm going to put you in this Uber. I actually have to go. A friend uh, in rehab needs help. They're struggling. So I need to go be with them. Puts her in an Uber, sends her on her way. To the airport to get home or to the hotel? Like, I know they're not in their home city. No, you don't have to know that. I don't remember. As a parent in the city whose kids do take Ubers, I'm like, okay, it's, it's not... Like, there's a way to do that safely, but, like, they're not in their own city. Like, that, it's it's different. Thank you for saying that, because I should clarify. She's, like, 16. <laughs> they flew, maybe it was into Atlanta, and then she had to take an Uber, like, two hours by herself and had no oh, idea no, no, she was no, no, going no. to until she got there. So, of course. Like, yeah, it was a change of plan. It, much different going through your own city and stuff, but being like, my mom's going to ride with me to my mom is sending me with a person I don't know, didn't know I was going with yes. them. And she's oh my gosh, of rescuing someone. Right. Someone more important at this moment than me getting yeah. home safely with her. Yeah. No, Funny that's how you would interpret that. that. Mm-hmm, because producers oh, ask no. her, 
is it more important for you to help people in addiction or is it more important to help your kids? And she says, mm-hmm. my kids are fine. These people <gasps> need her. Oh, June. I know. Oh. I know. And, oh, by the way, who is it that needs her on this trip? How about this new man, a guy named Justin Stroud, who she's now married to. Um, she met him on, would you like to guess where? Tinder. No, TikTok. This might be the first <laughs> marriage from TikTok. I don't know. So I don't know if he's a decent guy. I did not actually look into his records. They got married, and I just found out today, they, the girls found out that her mom, got, their mom got married because uh, something came in the post office box, like a receipt for a marriage license, and she claimed they weren't married, and then she was like, well, yeah, no, we are married. So they were married for about a month before the kids oh. knew. Yeah, so they're, of course, worried the guy's going to take her money because that's what guys have done in the past mm-hmm. and she's totally dependent on him because she ha- barely has any sight at this point um so she needs someone to help her so that brings us to present day before i sign off this super sad episode there's some good news alana is now in the custody of her sister lauren full-time okay. that is her she is her legal guardian and her husband josh they have permanent custody and alana is happy to be living with her Um, As for June, she has to pay child support to take care of this daughter. And do you want to guess how much she has to pay? Well, I hope it's more than $100 a month. It is. Um, $1,500 a month? $800 a month. But get this, the judge is basing that off of her income, which is currently gross income. Go ahead and guess that one. I would really like you to guess this one. From the show? Yeah, and like, you know, she does cameos. P.S. Do not get a June cameo. Do not send your money to this woman. Do not ask me twice. Do not <sighs> do not have to worry I about that. I it's just like a world. I'm, I'm not putting money in this world. woman's pocket. Um, her her income between like all her gigs yeah. and like, I don't know, um, like 30000 close a year. Oh, yeah. 25000 a month. Rebecca. What? That's what I'm saying. People are buying cameos from this woman. They're like $100 and they're terrible. Wait, she's making $25,000 a month? I can't say she's making that on cameo. I guess it's with the TV show or and like stuff. But yeah, everything. that's what the judge says right now. They said basically her disability income is $1,000 a month. They know that she's got that, but this other income. 800 seems low then. I know. Like, when I hear 800 a month, I think you're not making very much money annually. Mm-hmm. No. But that sounds like she is. I know. And so now Lauren has her sister living with them. Yeah. Who she's kind of helping. Um, her husband, her mm-hmm. daughter, her mm-hmm. son, and apparently they just had twins. Like, obviously oh that gosh. was a surprise twin situation. And uh, and Alana, her sister. So imagine wow. being like 25, 24, 25. Can't imagine. Yeah. And so... If you see her doing, Lauren doing a cameo, by all means, buy them. She's yeah, trying to pay her yeah. food for her family. If you see June doing one, just say no. I will never come out harder for a do not buy a cameo from a person 100%. Than her. How humbling. I don't think she has the ability to be humbled by it, but like to pay one of your own kids child support for watching your other kid. Like that is like... That is when she that's that's tough. That's a tough one. It is. For me. Well, she's already had to pay her mom and didn't do that. But it's that sounds more like that happens more true, often true. where you need a parent or an, an older figure in your family to help. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I'm not saying I just like to pay one of your own a young adult children's with the responsibility of your younger child mm. is so appalling to me when she seems like 
if she worked harder or chose to be a parent, she probably could figure this out. Yeah. Like, it's it's annoying. Ultimately, to me. it's really frustrating. According to like her her kids, and they have this doctor that's on there sometimes. Like it seems like she does have um, addiction issues. Yeah. One of them being men, and um, right. I think that's a huge part of it. So she's like this love addict or whatever. Yeah. Caveat. Sorry. I think the doc. I think Alana's better off with the sister. 100%. I'm just saying, as a parent, for me, I hear this and I'm like, Oh yeah. I just can't even imagine. But yes, I think I wish she had been somewhere else sooner. Yeah. Um. She. She's not. She's unfit. I mean, she. It sounds like she's putting her kids in in unsafe situations between the men, oh, yeah. the drugs. Uh, her behavior, her stealing, like, yeah. it's crazy. It's truly the worst is just her saying, yeah, if if somebody else needs help, I'm going to help them. They're fine. Well, yeah, they're fine because they've had to be fine. Right. And they've had to been surviving pick up you. the pieces of yeah. what you've done to us. So anyway, if you, um, I, I really actually do enjoy her and her husband. I cannot imagine being in that situation. Nobody's parenting's perfect. My parenting's not perfect. It's all over the place. But I have total respect for them because it would be very. You mean Lauren? Yeah, Lauren. It would be very yeah. easy to just be like, I can't do one more thing. Yeah. And right. instead, she's like, I don't want you to get hurt by her. You can stay with me. So, anyway, wow. I have a lot of respect for her. Um, oh, totally. Yeah. And so that was the very terrible, horrible, horrible <gasps> story of June Shannon. Well, okay. So, can I ask questions? Oh, please. Or? Yeah. I, okay. Yes. So, I, I don't want to sound naive because I know by this point, like good TV trumps, you know, maybe good ethics. Yeah. <laughs> like profits over people. But like, why would another network give this woman a show? It's like feeding her addiction. It's 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 like enabling. It's it's so weird to me that they continue. And clearly it wasn't good for Alana. Yeah. Like. I don't do you think? know, but I will say, okay, on the We TV show, it's very, you see the producers all the time. It's very behind, you know, fourth walls, broken, like producers mm-hmm. are part of the show. They like call okay. the producers for different things. So like for the kids perspective, I think it's been good because they've been able to get okay. help and they've gotten an income and imagine, okay. I, I just, I don't know. I don't feel like they're totally surviving off of that money because like her husband has another they're not rolling in money whatsoever yeah but I don't understand Wee's initial thought to be like you know what would be great with her if we like make her hot and then people will forget that she's around this gross person and yeah yeah absolute (laughs) pedophile yeah convicted pedophile (laughs) right 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 this is not even alleged Mm -mm. so my other question is and then I want your opinion you know, has Alana ever spoken out about regretting or not her upbringing on the show? Like, has she ever said anything that you've read or seen where she's like, I wish that hadn't happened? Or does she look at it as a positive? Like, yeah, I don't think she had, like, I haven't seen her say, I wish we weren't doing this. I feel like it's just been, I think she likes being on camera and stuff like that. But I think she's been able to look at, um, I I I think June would have been this way, whether they had money or not. So I don't think that's like a, um, you know, some families, it's like, oh, given the opportunity, this person has access to stuff they wouldn't have. She was going to make yeah. some poor decisions, especially regarding right. men, no matter what. Either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty brutal. Yes. I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> no, don't be sorry. I'm, I, you know, I'm glad to hear more behind the scenes. I've caught headlines. I, I do remember that there was, you know, a dangerous, like, a sex offender in her life. I remember drugs, but I really didn't know everything. And I just, my heart breaks for the, the kids. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I feel like if, <laughs> sorry, I keep going off, but I feel like no. if there was a way if she was having this thing where she was like, I'm going to fight to be with my kids. I'm going to step away from dating. You know, I, I'm going to apologize. That's the thing is it right. feels like she's like, I said, I'm sorry. And yeah. the past is the past. And it's like, well, but there's still consequences for things that happen. People are still dealing with it. So that's where it's like, it's angering to me to watch her. Yeah. There's some denial. Totally. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah. I'm so glad she's clean and sober, but there are a bunch of other issues that um, need to be fixed. Anyone actively working on their addiction like that who's been in rehab should know or be told by their treatment plan and provider that, like, there's going to be a healing process. There's going to be fallout. And, like, your family's not just going to come next to you now and say it's all good, don't worry. Right. Like, that's part of the process. So the fact that, she, like, she's either acting clueless about this or choosing not to engage that part of her recovery is just, it's just... Spiteful. It's like a willful decision not to. Yeah, I feel like she believes, I don't want to say her own hype, but I think she thinks yeah. she's something special and, you know, yeah. she's Mama June. And so these right. rules don't really apply to her. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, wow. Dark. Okay. <sighs> Rebecca, okay, well, hmm. would you yes. please tell us something nice <laughs> that you've been watching on TV? <laughs> I will. Well, first, okay. I want to say thank you for the Married to Medicine oh, so good. prompt because mm -hmm. that's predominantly what I've been watching. But I can't, you know, share that as my as my one I get because it. we talked about it already. But um, but man, has that been great? So and I'm fun. so glad I'm in mm -hmm. and I'm getting ready for the new season. So that's exciting. Yay. Um, so let me give you a few clues. Okay, so this is a fun one for your people. It's a movie, not a series, okay. and your clues would be Netflix. Poker and Toby Maguire. Is this new? It's actually not. It's from 2017. Oh, okay. To me, that's new. Um, I do not and know. The Toby Maguire, I'm gonna change, I'm gonna sub out Toby for Michael Sarah, and I'll tell you why in a second. Does that help? No. Okay, so this is a movie starring Jessica Chastain called Molly's Game, and it's based, it's it's scripted, it's okay. really good, but it's based on the true story of a woman named Molly Bloom, who was an Olympic skier as a teenager, but got a, a horrific injury at the Olympics, uh, like spine in her back, career Ooh. over. And she was kind of flailing. She's 17, like everything had been, her whole life had been to train for that moment. Her dad was her coach and he was super intense and kind of messed up. So she moves to LA to like catch her breath, figure out what's next. And she gets in a job as an assistant and ends, the guy wants her to also like help him run these underground semi-illegal poker games sure. with very high profile, like celebrities, businessmen, et cetera. So she takes to it, she's super smart. And she starts running her own game. And so it's called Molly's Game, again, based on a true story and the trouble that she eventually gets into. But she becomes like a millionaire. And Whoa. so Michael Sarah plays who would be Tobey Maguire. 
because he was one of the named oh, high profile players okay. in the real game because she ends up writing a tell all memoir that is apparently super juicy because she names names. She needed to make some money because mm. she was in big trouble and needed to pay a lawyer. So she wrote a book and named names and got in a lot of trouble for it. Yes. And the movie is is the slightly dramatized but based on a real story. And um, it's fun and, and it's kind of fun because they don't name everybody, but you kind of can like connect dots and right. see who's who. And, and she ends up moving from L.A. to New York and starting a game out here in New York. And it involves some mafia. And it's just Ooh. it's uh, it's my daughter and I watched it. And um, it's really good. It's a little too long. Um, it just felt like in the middle it started to drag. But I yeah. really like the style. Aaron Sorkin okay. um, directed it. Or maybe wrote it, or maybe both. I'm not sure. So it's got that kind of pace where it's like quippy and fast, uh -huh. but then in the middle, I just think they needed to shave off like 20 minutes, but right. um, but really good and fun oh, and like a departure great. from what I'd been watching. Yeah, yeah, I haven't even heard of that. So I want to check that out. That sounds really good. Um, I don't know how to play any card games or poker, especially, but I'm very fascinated by poker and like counting card type yeah. stories like I loved Boiler Room and I love I love like heisty casino right. movies mm -hmm. even though I don't understand anything about any of the games no idea um, I forget a game as soon as I play it so card same, game board exactly game, I've been taught but mm -hmm. yes yes that's yeah. kind like, of my role in the family one more time on the rules I yeah can we go over the rules yeah yeah <laughs> because they're like we play this all the time I'm like just a refresher for right anyone right? anyone <laughs> anyone that's for not me yeah yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, okay, I, How about you? I want to check that out. So I finished Married to Medicine. That was a lot. That was like, no joke, almost three weeks of my life during COVID. Yeah, I finally there's a finished it. a lot of episodes and seasons. Yes, and that's the thing is like, not only is there seven seasons, there's like 18 episodes in each plus reunions. Yeah, it was, plus reunions. I gave up my life for Married to Medicine the past um, well, month. Well, it's a worthy cause. Also, it's like it you're practically me. a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, so my clues that I am coming up for with on a whim, um, this is the only not dark thing I watched, so I wanted to show this. Rebecca, yeah, I perfect. want to release you from the guilt of not getting this one right. And I don't say that in any mean way, but there's no way you would have heard of this. If you do, okay. I'll give you a billion dollars because it's just oh, so – Okay, I'll obscure. give you $3. Yeah, it's so obscure <laughs> and it just got put on and it's like just – okay, let me go. Okay. Peacock. Okay. Um, Tim. Ultimate girl's joke. Tim Balls. No, <laughs> okay. Psychiatry. Don't know. Don't know. Okay. Don't know. Um, it's called Shrink. It's uh, a comedian okay. I really, really love. Um, Tim Balls. He's like an imp improvisational whatever. He's on like podcasts that I love. Um, Comedy Bang Bang is one of yeah. my favorite podcasts. He's on there a lot. Oh yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, so okay. he wrote and created this show, and it's this guy who graduates from college, has a lot of debt, goes to do a residency. So he's trying to be a doctor of some kind, but it doesn't go into that exactly. Goes into res residency. The place he's supposed to go closes down their program. He can't do it, but he has to get the nineteen hundred clinical hours or mm -hmm. something. So he ends up seeing patients in his garage his parents garage and okay. like every time he starts it like he has to have a supervisor over him who ends up being his therapist and like has to say like I'm you know I'm not taking money for this this is so I can get my 1900 hours blah 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 he has like a whole speech he has to say every time he sees a yeah. new patient but it's really fun it's very quirky the people you know it's just different people coming to see him it's all people that aren't paying him so they really don't have right. anything to lose it's just 
different. If you're looking for something different that you're not like, it won't offend me if you don't like it, but I really enjoy it. And apparently I like the sound of yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's it's fun. It's it's pretty funny. Um, I'm not selling it very good, but it's because I am not too far into it, but I like it. If you like Comedy Bang Bang, first of all, tell me because it's my favorite podcast and I'm obsessed okay. with it. Um, and if you do, Tim Baltz is a name that you'll know from um, that okay. show. He's on uh, The Righteous Gemstones as well, and he's done some other stuff. But anyway, that's that's what I'm watching. That's a fun and suggestion. lots of dark stuff. So many dark things. You know, I don't mind that. Um, Did you see the girl in the picture? No, we thought about maybe watching that and we ended up on Molly's game. Did you watch that? Yeah, that one is messed up. And right off the bat, you know it because it's the same person that did abducted in plain sight. So the Skyborgman, mm-hmm. I know. You know what we did? We actually listened to the companion podcast to it, which they say you can listen to independently huh. of the doc. Okay. They said they're creating it in such a way that you could do one or the other or both. And I actually couldn't um I couldn't get into it. Yeah. It's but maybe the doc is better different it is i mean i I can't say it's better but it's yeah i mean watchable yeah but you know don't don't listen to this and then watch that i'll tell you that much this week's episode yeah i'm gonna cleanse the palate (laughs) a little bit first fair enough um rebecca cool do you have any clues please i hand you over this torch so ecstatically and with great gusto i want to be done I know you do for a lot of reasons, I'm sure, not the least of which is you weren't 100% when you walked into such, you know, crazy darkness. So well done, though. I mean, I learned a lot. And yeah, we'll switch gears, but I can't say it's going to be a a breezy one. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't know. And I've had this one on the on the docket of my brain for a while. So there's a little through line here. So here's your clues. TLC, arson. Music. Wow, and it's not Paul because I did that one. Um, mm-hmm. Yikes! No idea. I'm excited. Yeah, so I think I am too. <laughs> we'll report back. Yeah, we'll um, but yeah, that was a whew, that was a that was that was an it's episode. Done. That was a story. Uh, honey boo boo, long may she reign. Um, we wish good things for yeah, her and totally. her sisters. And you did good. Go rest that voice. Thank Thank you, you. everybody, for listening. We're excited to be back in two weeks with a new episode. Until then, you can catch us on TikTok. Melissa is, like, leading us into new TikTok territory, getting us, guys, like, double-digit likes, okay? So we're just saying. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think our handle there is... Oh, gosh. At Criminality Podcast TikTok. So I did want to give a little thank you to some listeners who messaged after the last episode. They, I, I got a few messages, more than one, about trademark infringement mm. and how that all works. And they were really nice. So yeah. I'm always open to people telling me where I got things. Not entirely wrong, but just missed some information. Mm-hmm. But one of the listeners specifically said that cheater brand is a term in the spirits industry. So Bethany did not create it. It's very well known in that market. So oh. she probably knows it from being in that industry. But the woman that wrote, actually, I'll name her because I see her comment here. It's Valerie Lake. She said, cheater brand is a term in the spirits industry. It's when a low-end spirit product mimics a successful high-end spirit in hopes to gain sales because it's a lower price. It's not as commonly used now as it was like 15 years ago, but it definitely existed. So that's probably why I didn't see it a lot except attached to Bethany because people don't use it as much. But I thought that was good to know. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
and and a few other people messaged about logo trademark infringement and I learned some more additional things. So thank you for listening so well and for sharing your expertise and knowledge with us as always. Yeah. Um, we're so grateful for your listenership and your adding um, commentary to our stories. Totally. It is always like a nice surprise because it's like, oh, you really were listening. People really <laughs> listened to this. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how it feels. Like, oh, thank you. For, and for taking the time to share something you know so that we now know. Like, super nice and of you. And being nice about it. That's When you're doing it yes. so kindly, which mm-hmm. most people do. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we we would ask that you refrain from putting it in a in a review with a one star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so lame. Exactly. So, so thank you for that. And we'll be back in two weeks. Melissa is on Moms and Murder. Every Tuesday you can catch her. My podcast dialogue is on a summer break, but you can catch us on social media at Criminality Show. And you can write us an email, criminalityshow at gmail.com for episode suggestions, comments, and feedback. And we'll see you in two weeks. Sounds great. See you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to Criminality. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and give the show a rating and review. The reality is it would be a crime to keep your thoughts to yourself. And come join the fun outside of the podcast and follow us on social media. We are at Criminality Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Memes are welcome. We'll see you in two weeks with a new episode. Until then, you can catch my co-host Melissa on her weekly show, Moms and Murder and Rebecca Sebastian on her podcast, Dialogue, a true crime conversation. Don't forget, loving reality isn't a crime.